in three, two, one, action. Take two. Boys is. wearing the actual hey. same shirts again. We're back for the weekday. Hey. It's episode 60-something. That dude is not wearing the same shirt. <laughs> I'm full of sugar right now because you will never... By the way, welcome to the weekday. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And that's not Mike. Uh, I'm we'll, not get Mike. To, we'll get to Mike in just a second. And that mm. over there, behind the wheels of steel. I'm Justin. Justin on the wheels of steel. Um, so... For those that may have been walking into the studio and wondering why we're talking about different things, we actually recorded pretty much an entire episode <laughs> just about 10 minutes ago. This has happened mm-hmm. before, hasn't it? It has, uh, and this nah, is going to lead into nah, what we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, but but one of our microphones was unplugged, Not so we sound checked two... <laughs> we sound checked two of the three microphones. I say we. It was my fault, I think. Um... It could have been mine. <laughs> I mean, I'll I blame your camera. Yeah, You're, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the it's blame. Not, it's not. <laughs> I'll take the blame. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big boy. Uh, but we recorded the entire episode, and it was a, it was fire. It was that episode was some it was straight fire. fire, bro. Yeah, there was some, there mm. was some, some heat in some there. Gasoline. Uh, mm. And so you'll never get to hear it. We'll have the audio of just me and Austin. <laughs> So maybe we can pull some of our I mean, it's for the best anyway, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. You added some really killer content there. Um, and you're going to miss an entire argument about Star Wars and why the initial trilogy was the worst thing that has ever been created in film history. No. But no. the point of all that is that welcome to the weekday. Uh, whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or Bayhope TV, or you're listening to us on such audio providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more... We thank you so much for being part of the weekday army. We actually just got hit up to start doing ads. Nice. And uh, yeah, we, somebody <laughs> reached out and they wanted us to start doing pre-roll ads. So hopefully you did not hear an ad before the weekday because we're committed to <laughs> we're committed to radio free podcasting. Um, right. So you're not Mike. I'm not Mike. Uh, um, Mike is Mike. Mike is out of town for the week and uh, he is off on break and. I, to open this episode, I had a hot take. Um, Your hot take, as we previously talked about with Star Wars, Justin had a hot take. What was your hot take? Ooh. Shrek Shrek is all right. Yeah, Shrek is all right. It's all right. Um, Was Shrek, I think it was Shrek was overrated. Yeah, yeah. All right, meaning eh. Yeah, that was a meh. Uh, it was like a f- straight five out of ten, just like right down the middle bowling. Yeah, right down the middle bowling. Unfortunately, that usually leaves a seven ten split. Where do you go from there? You know, in England, Mm. that's passing. Yeah, but like we're not in England. We're in we're in America. I just, I just want to throw that out there. We're in America. Uh, so what I wanted to talk about today was the fact that we are recording this on a Tuesday after a Monday holiday. Uh, we celebrated Memorial Day yesterday here in the States. Uh, thank you to all those that have gone before us and passed uh, giving their lives a service. We really do honor that. However, my hot take is not about actual Memorial Day, but it's about Monday holidays. They're the worst. Monday... National holidays are the worst. Why? Okay, that's a hard disagree from me. Listen Ooh, to me. Oh, go. Listen to me. Now, <laughs> now you're not working in an industry where typically we're in the office on Fridays. So, if you were working a common, like nine to five, normal day job, the Friday holiday is the way to go. Yeah. And here's why. Sure. Sunday, you're always going to get the Sunday scaries no matter what. Does not matter where you are, Sunday scaries are going to happen. The Monday holiday, especially in the church world, means that we have one less day to do all of the work that we have to do anyway. And as we'll talk about in a little bit, pastors actually do 
a decent amount of work. Right. A lot of work, as a matter of fact. And so now we have to cram what ostensibly is four days of work into three days, plus we still have to do all of the other things. Now, it's nice to have the day off. It's nice to celebrate. It's nice to do all those things. But what ends up happening is you come back into Tuesday, you have double the meetings, you have double the things that you actually need to do, and then Thursday rolls around, and then I'm supposed to take Friday off, and then I'm supposed to take Saturday off? What? How is that even possible? Mm. Here's the thing. Oh, were you going to say something? No, you go ahead. Here, I, Really quick, here's the thing. I mean, yes, I get that, but no matter what, I mean, because if it was the Thursday, in our case, for a day off, I mean, that's still a day that... Um, you would normally have meetings and stuff like that. Sure, that, but but, um, you, but here's the you still thing about, have to make up with right. But here's the thing about the, my rebuttal is Thursdays, unless you're in certain areas of the church, Thursdays are typically a little bit scaled back. Thursdays there's not a whole lot of meetings. They are Thursdays there's not a whole lot going on, so it's usually a lot of either admin or cleanup for the rest of from the rest of the week for your weekend. But or, if you have a whatever. Monday off. You can kind of to do some of that on the Thursday that would normally be scaled How back. How often is that happening? And then you're good. How often well, is that happening? Well, my point is that <laughs> exactly. My, my no, point, no, you just proved my point. <laughs> is that I, by having a Monday holiday, what's the worst day of the work week? It's Mondays. Not in by church. having a Monday holiday. No way. In church, I think Wednesday is the worst day. You think? I think. Really? I think Wednesday. I just the worst I day. just think whatever day comes after the weekend is going to be the worst. See, that's. That's fine. You haven't been in this as long as I have. I'm going to pull rank on you. You have not been in this as long as I have. I will tell you the Monday holiday, while nice on a Sunday. See, and that's the other thing, too, is you work on Sunday. So I, mm. I'm a pastor. I work on Sundays, and I'll do six to eight hours on a Sunday. And then so I take a day off. I take maybe two days off, theoretically, Friday, Saturday off. Work on a Sunday and then what? Have to take a day off? It's okay. awful. That, there's no reason right, for that. I, right. I can, yeah, okay. That, well, that I can see that. And from a... I guess nine to five job Monday through Friday huh? perspective thinking about that people are so kind of looking for like a hey, long weekend we're going to look for yeah. it so they're kind of just pushing things off and then Tuesday comes around and you're you screwed get, you get hit by it like freight train yeah you're like, there's an avalanche of stuff that hits you right whereas usually Fridays in corporate jobs anyway a lot of people like I remember when I was doing ITIS desktop stuff database stuff Fridays nine times out of ten I'd work from nine to 12 and then from after lunch until five o'clock or whenever I went home was usually like, honestly, we played Halo. Uh, we had a, we had a, I had a boss that would just like, we had, we set up a couple of Xboxes in a, in an office and then we would just go play Halo for three or four hours. And my boss was just like, Hey, you want to go do that? It was awesome. Uh, I owned them. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it was great. But nine times out of 10, you're just shutting down the engines on a, on a Friday anyway, because you have scheduled out your work week to be done by Friday morning. So right. instead of taking a full day's work, now you're only taking about a half, maybe a third day's work and having to smooth that over into the rest of the week before that. And plus all of the great movies such as Star Wars 3 come out on <laughs> Friday. So you can go see those. That's not true. And Star Wars came out, Star Wars 3 came out on a Tuesday. Really? It did. Oh man, I was, I was five. I remember being in the theater. I don't remember. It was on a Tuesday. Wow. So yep. you do so yeah. I was heartbroken <laughs> again. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just had to tie it back in because <sighs> I I agreed with you I, again, here, but I needed to disagree with you on something again. I no, that's not how this works. Well, maybe <laughs> again. I feel personally attacked, and I feel like we need to call HR. Justin, can you get on that? <laughs> um, one sec. <laughs> 
<laughs> Later, dude. Uh, okay, and as Justin leaves, uh, because we oh, don't have any more... <laughs> oh, Dang oh, it! Ah, oh, it didn't work. As he, as he exits the building to go get Dally, our HR rep, we're going to be right back. Thank you so much for joining us here at Bay Hope TV, whether you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to us on any one of our podcast providers. And if you're interested in getting connected more with Bay Hope Church, you can head over to bayhope.com at any point or look us up on our socials at Bay Hope Church. We would love to get the chance to talk with you, meet with you, connect with you, and engage with you. Well, we got a second take at this again, so we're going to make this interest, muy interesante. Uh, that's muy, muy interesante. So very interesting for the uninitiated. Thank you for that. This guy, <laughs> this guy gets it. Um, so we have been in a series here on the weekday, if you've been following along for the last couple of episodes, where we've been talking about how the church should respond to things that were have been going on. Oh, I just hit my microphone. Um, that have things that have been going on. So. One episode, we talked about socio-political issues and how do you relate to those? How should the church be relating to those people that we think are on the other side of the aisle, other side of the issue, other side of the coin or whatever? And then uh, the second episode of that, we started talking about how the church should respond to social media, social media influencers, Christian influencers, and the role of social media in our life. And we'll get back to that series. We have one more that we're going to do, we're actually going to do a response to the social media one, uh, because there was a lot of ground to cover. But right. uh, with Austin on the program today, we program, uh, program, we program. Uh, it's like my mother-in-law. She's <laughs> she's from deep South Georgia. I love her. She's amazing. But she does program. How do you how do you think that church program went? Oh, Diane, you're so cute. Um, we actually so we were going to do a podcast on this many moons ago and then we never got around to it for various and sundry reasons and so we wanted to bring it back up today and that is this idea of pastors and the common misconceptions about pastors and we're roughly titling this are pastors bad question mark um and depending on who you are and what your faith tradition is and what your history is you may say, hey, pastors aren't bad, or yes, pastors right. are the scum of the earth, and look what they're doing, yada, yada, yada. And so we kind of want to tackle some of those misconceptions about pastors today, uh, not to big up ourselves and not to big up the church. I am a pastor, and uh, uh, this kid over here, I say kid, uh, this young man over here is training to be a pastor. He's in seminary, and so you know he's he's... Uh, walking that path. And Justin is is a pastor. He's a pastor of Adobe Premiere and of After Effects. And he's our, he's our resident Adobe pastor. Um, uh, but I, that joke still plays. Uh, so we kind of wanted to have a conversation about some of those misconceptions. And you took right. a bunch of notes. I took a bunch of notes. Justin took no notes. Did you take notes? Uh, I have notes. Oh. Yeah. Look, it, it, look it, at you. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to show you. Okay. Because there's other stuff, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, now that's muy interesante. Uh, so, actually, we're going to go in reverse order today. Justin, I want to start with nice. you. Yeah. Ooh. I was going to flip it up a little bit here. Uh, okay. Justin, I want to start with you. What's a common misconception that you hear about pastors? And well, then the, we'll tell you you're wrong. The funny thing. Wrong. Well, Okay. I could take your guys's notes because we already did this. It's fine. I have so. more notes than I have more notes than you know what to do. I have so many notes, Justin, that I could float a car with them. You 
I'm going to cock the wagon and float it across the Oregon, a, across the Laramie River. I can't tell if that's a movie reference or not. It's Oregon Trail. <laughs> you know, Muppet. <laughs> got All right. You got dysentery and died in the back of the wagon. <laughs> Pooped yourself to death. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> First misconception is God likes to, or God prefers to listen to pastors pastors more than other people hmm. so they're somehow closer to god or they have his ear so to speak yeah we're more more yes. holy yeah mm-hmm. what a explain that one a little bit if you don't mind yeah we've got time so, stretch your legs i feel like ooh. yeah <laughs> take, take your shoes I, off, <laughs> yeah. your shoes off and i just, can't stretch my legs there's too many wires yeah under, that's true i don't want you to kick them out because yeah. there's a whole lot of power going on over there it's happened before <laughs> um so I feel like a lot of people see pastors as um, kind of these people that um, have this like backdoor access to God that they don't necessarily have. And so if somebody has um, a problem that maybe like they want to pray about, but they might not think that they can because they don't, they, they assume that God doesn't want to listen to them for whatever reason, maybe because they're not a pastor and they're not perfect um, or, you know, something like that. Um, so they might, you know, seek out a pastor to to pray for them, which isn't a bad right. thing, but the, but in their mind, they might, the way that they think is that the only way for God to listen to my problem or even care about it is if somebody else praise in my place sure well sacrifice is a goat yeah. for me well yeah. there's that well there's that distance that we were talking about the, mm-hmm. the disconnect between uh the the pulpit and the everyday common person yep. right that the, yeah, the, pastor, four, the four feet of the stage is right. like a 40 foot drop a precipice right. yeah right and so i mean honestly like it, it's kind of natural to think that yeah. if you're in church with like if you go to a church if you go here like you see the platform mm-hmm. right so you're on a stage. You must be. You must be more important. You must be again closer to God. You must. You, or must, you must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must be more influential than me. And and that is, that is something that takes is going to kind of be woven through a lot of what we talk about today. Right. Right. That I guess the yeah you're talking about the distance. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I guess my initial response to that is like no, <laughs> like everybody has the same ability to be as close to God as you want to mm-hmm. be, right? Just because you carry the title of a pastor doesn't mean that you that God somehow favors you. Yep. Or there's this special section of heaven for where the pastors go hmm. and everybody else kind of resides. There's not? <laughs> Dang it. Sorry. Why am I doing this? Sorry to, bur- sorry to burst your bubble. I'm out. <laughs> it's been, been real. Uh, my misconception actually goes along with that then, and that is that pastors have it easy. Hmm. All the pastor does is speak. All the pastor does is uh, gather up the tithe money. All the pastor does is, you know, go to lunches and have coffees and all that. And talk to people in the lobby. Yeah, talk to people in the lobby and then go back and kind of hide out in a green room or or study somewhere. And I would say to that, while it may appear that on the surface, um, pastoral leadership is one of the toughest jobs in the world. The, there's a reason that the suicide and uh, burnout and prevention or um, suicide, burnout and depression rate of pastoral leadership is so high. Yeah. 
there is a reason that pastors, um, their marriages are falling apart. There is a reason that their kids stop liking them. There is a reason that they eventually crumble, and that is because it's not an easy job. Now, right. granted, that's also because pastors are neurotic and they don't take care of themselves, right. which I'm proof positive of, but they also they fail to... Um, they fail to see the stress of the job. Hmm. So, at a certain point, it becomes it's a, it's a calling. It has to be. It has you have to be right. called into it, or For else sure. there you're never going to be doing this. You're never going to last. But at a certain point, it turns into a job, and you fail to put constraints around. You can't visit every person in the hospital, right. and you cannot take every phone call, and you cannot prepare for every eventuality in your message, and you cannot have your hands into every single building project and every single youth group and every single everything. And that's what oftentimes pastors try to do. And the last episode that we were talking, I was talking about the idea that all pastors have this Messiah complex. Yeah. And we need to be the ones that save, and we need to be the ones that are seen as whatever, seen as holy, just like yeah. Justin was saying. We need to be the ones that um, are fixing everything. It's like, well, no, God clearly sent the Holy Spirit to mm -hmm. do that, and we're kind of just the ones that that manage things around the fringes and let right. the Holy Spirit do the actual work there. Right, and I think this, like as you were saying that, it kind of brought to mind, I guess, the, the scriptural idea of a pastor that they're not elevated mm. in there. It's, it's one role of the church. It's not like, it's not this, I guess, elevated role yep. above everybody else in the church. Yep. And you can go into the context and say like, Oh, well they were in house church and stuff like that. It's fine. That's the guest content for another episode. But I guess the long and short of it is the pastors are not elevated above everybody else. Yep. Everybody else has is, in equal standing before God, regardless of the title that you bear. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, we are all made in God's image mm -hmm. and we are all granted access to God. Yep. And there is something to say for, you know, the, we keep using the term everybody else. And that doesn't mean I, that automatically implies that we think that we as church workers slash pastor slash whatever, we believe that it's like, oh, look at us, we're taking care of the church. And then there's oh, a yeah. and, and, yeah. and then there's a oh, there's a thing. And I know that's not what you mean. Yeah. But that myth exists because of platforms, because right. of social media platforms, because we are championing one person and we're championing leadership. And the human tendency is to fall in line behind leadership, as it should be. I mean, God did get you know there's there's multiple chapters in the bible that talk about god gifting preachers and yeah, teachers and sure. leaders and evangelists and prophets to do the work of ministry but nowhere in there does it say blindly follow them nowhere in there does it say congregate around them and in fact paul rebuts against that when he starts talking about some say they follow paul some say they follow apollos some say they follow he says but why not all just follow jesus like what well, are you doing and in the lost episode you brought up the example where they started like bowing down and worshiping yeah, yeah. paul and paul said no, yeah, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Worship the God that sent me. Right. Absolutely. Right. Go ahead. Misconception number three. I think another common misconception is the idea of, and I guess this kind of goes along with it, but pastors as the ones having it all figured out. Mm. They are free from suffering and perfection, or, or free from suffering and imperfections, yeah. and they've reached this state of like, oh, uh, I guess they're immune from those issues. And that is completely false, hmm. because, like you, like you were saying, pastors are some of the ones who, like the mental health counselor, right? They're oftentimes crazier than the patients, Correct. right? Yep. 
that to me is the same in ministry. Mm-hmm. Pastors are just as in need of grace as every human being. <laughs> we are human beings. Yep. Pastors are not, we're not Jesus. We're yep. not God. We're certainly not angels. So. Oh, gosh, no. Um, Justin, so you worked <clears throat> a long time out of, uh, outside of a church. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, you know, you were, you were involved in a church, but has that misconception ever come up in your head? Like, have you ever, mm. uh, let me put this a different way, mm. being on the outside of the inner workings, you know, not seeing how the sausage is made behind the scenes. Obviously, you now see pastors and we're all stupid and dumb and like, we've got a whole lot going on and we're all broken and fault-filled, sin-stained, all those mm. things. But did that ever come up before you were working in a church where you looked at a pastor and went like, oh, yeah, that dude's got to figure it out or that that lady's got to figure it out? Yeah, I I feel like, especially when I first became a Christian and I first got saved, I um, did kind of have that idea in the back of my head. I feel like I wasn't really thinking about it too much, but almost like subconsciously thinking like, okay, like the guy, the guy that I'm listening to right now, like obviously like he knows a lot more about the Bible than I do. He knows a lot more about God than I do. Um so I was, I knew that. So I feel like because of that, subconsciously, I was also thinking, um, he's by default a lot more morally, you know, just like he's on a high, higher level, higher level morally than I am. Sure. Just like, just because of that. We are. Um, yeah. So, so, <laughs> nice. so basically what I'm saying now is now working in a church, I know that. So <laughs> you've experienced that. If you're sitting in the room with two pastors, how does it feel? It was just confirmed. I know. Do you feel, uh, in, in your bones, do you feel, um, let's say more whole, more complete? In my bones, I feel a lot less complete. Because <laughs> we're taking because I know it you. now. Yeah, no. Exactly. Yeah, you should see what you have to attain. Yeah. Yeah. Us, us two yahoos. Right. But um. But yeah. And now working working at a church. Um. Well, I mean, I feel like I kind of um as I as I grew more in the faith and everything um and started to learn a lot more about how really how everybody's broken. Um, so I, I, I feel like I started to learn that even before I started working at a church. Mm. And then um, now meeting, meeting you guys is just confirmed. So no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Got him. <laughs> Man. Throwing darts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, from behind the screen over there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take a quick one. Uh, and that is that, the old joke is that pastors only work one day a week, yeah. possibly two. They work on a Sunday, and then they might work on a Monday. Um, or all they do is get paid to like read the Bible. Yeah, and yeah. Pray. It all it all yeah. kind of goes in the same thing of yeah. like, yeah, pastors just get paid to read the Bible and talk for 30 minutes on a Sunday, and right. that's it. And it's like, well, that is the most visible aspect. Just like everything, that's the most visible part of the quote-unquote job. But in totality, that is a very small fraction of what pastors right. actually do each right. week. And the idea that pastors only work seven or eight hours a week, two hours to prepare a message, six hours on a Sunday or whatever it is, like 10, let's say 10 hours a week. Yeah. I've actually heard that, had that said to me before and it injures me and it injures my pride because I'm the type of person that doesn't like to not work. Like right. I would just, my default is just wake up, work out and then go to work. And yeah, then just same here. work all day. Like yeah. that's my default. And 
a lot of pastors are like that. That goes to the Messiah complex. That goes to the saving complex. There's a lot of type A person, type A pastors that don't ever know when to stop. Right. And that don't ever. And so it's, I would actually say it's the flip side of pastors. Not only do they not only work one day a week, but they most of the time don't take one day off. Right. And that's the unfortunate side effect of having a quote unquote calling from the Lord having neuroses and complexes inside of us that say we need to be the one that's saving that person in front of me or that group of 50 or 5,000 people in front of me, and also having a modicum of skill and talent in some area. Right. And being allowed to pursue that by God can sometimes lead us very quickly into burnout. Right. And that's... That's where the that's where that mis because it, it almost is like we're fighting back against convention of nah, you kidding me you know how much I did on my Tuesday that right. this is just a Tuesday I worked twelve hours on it and we're almost proud of it yeah exactly so pastors jobs far expand beyond the Sunday morning mm-hmm. or the whatever the the seven to ten hours yep what in your mind besides the title what makes a pastor it is um. Biblically, I mean the pa- yeah, the, the word the the pastor the title pastor in the Bible actually is a subset of prophecy pro- right. uh, prophet uh, right. and we're not talking like oh prophet like oh you're gonna die in six hours yeah uh, or there's gonna be hail or whatever prophet actually just means teacher right uh, well it's a teacher of certain things of the Lord the ways of God but the pastor itself is the one that actually is a teacher, but it teaches the people to go do ministry. Hmm. It Equipping. equips, yep. yes, it, the pastor equips people to go do the ministry. Right. And it may sound like a huge pyramid scheme, and I assure you that when I first heard it before I was saved and I heard about this exact same thing, I was like, that is a pyramid scheme. Because you're essentially saying there's one guy who gets paid nine times out of 10, at least part-time or full-time, to train up people so that those people then go and do hospital visits and do care calls and do all this other stuff. And that's partially true. Right. But that also means that we need to make sure that we understand that we need to be doing the hard thing of forming relationships Hmm. because all of that is built on relationship. Right. All of that is built on blood, sweat, and tears. All of that is built on years and years and years of coffees and lunches and sitting in homes and phone calls and text messages and right. baseball games. And that, again, doesn't sound like a lot, but it's an energy drain. Forming right. relationships is an energy drain. And the pastor's primary role is to form relationships, to e- train and equip people to go and do ministry. That's how it is. Well, and it's the pastor's job to establish that trust yes. and trust takes time Yes, and it begins to pile up at, over time. Right. And that all way like weighs heavy on a soul. Mm-hmm. So, because I, I mean, if you're, any of you are like me, I don't trust We're easy. Not. You're right. Okay. So everybody just disregard what I have to say. Um, we all trust, like most people, I think struggle to just trust some random guy to come in and mm-hmm. say, like be their pastor mm-hmm. or like, speak into a situation, right? Yep. Or to provide pastoral comfort in a certain circumstance or situation. Right. That takes trust mm-hmm. because if I if you're if I just kind of just met you, I'm not going to be like, "Oh yeah, like I'm really like I'm really having a hard time after one of my parents passed away." Like I'm not going to say that. Yeah, let's just say to a counselor. Right. 
but be, because they get because they're bound by confidentiality, Correct. they like they legally Correct. cannot go tell other people. Correct. So it's the pastor's job to create that the safe space for others to to know that they are valued, loved, and cared by God and by the church mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, misconception. What do you got? We're gonna, this is gonna be our last one. We're gonna wrap up last on this. Is that okay, misconception. Justin? Misconception. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Thanks for the thanks for produ- for uh, giving me the thumbs up there, pal. Hey, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> go for it what do you got I would say uh, pastors I guess we may have already talked about it but the idea of suffering mm-hmm. are we did we already talk about that a little bit a little bit yeah well, pastors don't experience the same weight the same emotional mm, toll that's good that people who aren't pastors experience I would well what what would, what would your response be to that absolutely not yeah. I, I mean most of the most of the answers are just absolutely not. Yeah, but um, I feel like there is a weight and a depth. Okay, so let's go back to the previous point of the primary job of a pastor is to train and equip to build relationships. Right. Suffering inside of a relationship hurts even more. Right. That, that's why the old right. saying is: "It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." Right. Because at least when you love, you get the height but also you get like the depth of right. sorrow. And a lot right. of people innately know that and go like, I don't even want to form a relationship. I'm just going to sit on the sidelines because you right. know when there is a loss or when you there is suffering or there is pain or there is heartache. And that's just from a, a relationship side. Right. That's not even counting the trials and tribulations inside your own family. Mm. And I I know that firsthand with my mom and right. kind of everything, even in our own life with, with Jenna and kind of some things that have happened with her and with our kids and just all sorts of stuff. Right. The pain and the suffering is great because there's almost, there, all of this stuff stacks on top of each other. Hmm. And so pastors are supposed to have it all put together and we're supposed to know all the answers biblically and we're supposed to have, be able, you know, we have infinite time off and we, you know, we don't work at all and all these other things. And so... When something bad happens, we should just be able to take it in stride because we're relaxed and we're not all these other things. And the opposite is usually true. Right. Where we question our faith. Right. I have questioned my faith in the darkest of dark times. Right. Multiple times. Yep. Same. And so, and and you know, and you know, the depth of the suffering there seems even greater because right. we see the top of the mountain. We see the God at the top of the mountain. Or we've come down from or, the top of that mountain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we, so we've been there, we've crested that, and we know, like, no, like, it could be so much better, but I am just in this whatever hole now. Oh, it's almost more, more breathtaking. Right. And I think a big struggle for pastors in that sense is it becomes so much to deal with that they just throw themselves even more into the work. And that's Correct. when you talk about like the de-evolution of like the family structure or like the kids start to hate the, pa- like it's just, it weighs so heavy. And I would say, yeah, like I would agree with you say it's almost more of an emotional toll mm. to be a pastor. Mm. And I guess for those of you listening, like we're not trying to scare, <laughs> we're not trying to scare you out of going into ministry or say that ministry is awful, but it's just, Ministry is a high calling. Mm. You, you said it well. Apart from ministry, apart from a calling, ministry is not possible mm. because there are times where we are in the depths uh, and the dark valleys, right? But then there are those those times where we see we see God moving and working in ways that only He can. Yeah. So, like, there's good and bad. 
but it's a balance, right? Being a pastor is very manic. Now that I'm, now that we're talking <laughs> through it, it's, there's a there's a whole lot of swing here. It's like, oh my gosh, it's great! Or, oh my gosh, it's awful. <laughs> there's not a whole lot in between. You're no. just kind of oscillating back and forth. Uh, you're like the bird that keeps drinking water. Yeah, exactly. um, we we say all these things not to. Again, this is my disclaimer I gave at the beginning of the episode, and I'll give it again, not to big up pastors, not to give up the church workers or anything like that, but instead to, number one, say thank you for always praying for the church and always praying for whatever. But number two, to come at us with whatever you have, to let us hear, especially those misconceptions that you may have about pastors, that we can help you walk through those. The only way that we start to grow as a church is to put aside doctrine to put aside, you know, teaching and all those other things and to actually form relationship with you. Right. And that's what we're here to do. That's especially in this digital space. We're here to form relationship with you as weird as it might seem. So I'd love and Austin would love to hear right. not Justin so much. He doesn't want to hear from you. Uh exactly, yeah. <laughs> For it's an audio medium as well, Justin. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the sound of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> <a>, uh. <laughs> really good. Very, man, that brought a little. Did that make it better? High. Or just think about this. Uh, about a year ago, Justin started joining us. First, this is, let's take a walk up down memory lane. Mm. First, Justin was just the silent protagonist behind the behind the. He <laughs> was just pushing buttons, making sure that the cameras worked well. <laughs> And then occasionally we could hear him in the background. And then all of a sudden, one day we had the bright idea, let's give him a microphone. And now look at him. He is just... He is our He's thriving. Favorite. Yeah, he is our favorite. He's thriving. He has opened his And now you're regretting it. Is that wings. why is that why my microphone was unplugged today? 100%. Uh, I just I wanted yeah. to take you down a peg or three yeah. and just show you that pastors are better than you. Uh, no. In all seriousness, we we exist we exist as a church and we exist as the Capital C Church to help you understand the love of Jesus and by doing that we want you to understand that we love you so we thank you so much for being part of this remember to share the these podcasts with your friends and your family remember to share this and figuring it out and any other bay hope programming with all your friends that might need uh, a little bit of hope a little bit of joy and a little bit of relationship building as well we'll see you next time we love you bye Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.